Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Nico Moreno, it is time for Thursdays with Nico. And uh, before we get into League's Cup, League's Cup madness, all the other things that are going on, uh, we, we've been seeing things happening this morning overseas. And now there seems to be one player that, regrettably, is being discussed in the Twitch pitch because uh, his current club, which could be referred to as PS, is not doing well. And the dude is like, uh, you know, we don't even want you as a part of the team picture. So you, Varati, and three of your other buddies, y'all go over there. We don't want you in the team photo. Everyone is discussing now the idea of Neymar to Major League Soccer. Uh, as Nancy Reagan used to say back in the 1980s, just say no. I mean, it's <laughs> he has to be a free agent first and foremost for that to happen because the, the free agency is the only way that this can happen. He is currently under contract. So literally it would have to be tearing up of a deal at PSG. Hey, you're a free agent. Then he can come to Major League Soccer. But everybody has their, their hands up in the air like they do care. And they're discussing this idea about Neymar. Uh, Nico, talk everybody off the ledge. Uh, well, uh, first of all, thanks for having me. As always, uh, <laughs> cup number one of coffee. There you uh, definitely um, something that I'm very that I have mixed feelings of. I, I mean, I understand why fans would want someone like Neymar in this league. We've seen the Messi impact. Neymar's not Messi, but Neymar definitely brings a excitement element to the soccer field, despite off the field shenanigans. Uh, he's someone that definitely uh, would be interesting to watch in, in this league. So uh, do I think he's coming right now after the window closed? No, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they're going to just release him for just for fun. Uh, so I heard, the desire from several teams to bring him on uh, in 2024, not right now. Um, so that could definitely happen. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of in the middle about it. I, I I don't want the circus that sometimes Neymar brings to everything he's on uh, as of late uh, and all of the things that come around him. But you can't deny the men's quality and, and, and what he can provide in terms of stardom and, and if we've learned anything from league's cup is that that entertainment factor does equal more eyes 
on the games, more money. Um, so it'll be interesting, qu quite honestly. Um, so, so I'm kind of on the fence about it. I, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to talk anybody off the ledge because I could see it perhaps happening. Again, not, not right now, but I think in 2024, you could see uh, New York City FC. You could see maybe even LAFC. I mean, uh, there are teams that would, without a doubt, be a reasonable landing spot for a guy like Neymar. Um, but we'll see. There's also the, the pride factor. I think that the fact that Messi's here and uh, he's someone that would like to have someone does endorsement and things could make it interesting, could make it fun. Uh, but there are other players who I thought were going to perhaps come here and they didn't, like James Rodriguez. Um, so, you know, perhaps he could still have something left in the tank to stay in Europe or a desire to stay in Europe because uh, Again, he hasn't been unbelievable as of late. He has a lot to prove uh, from the soccer aspects. Um, but yeah, it, it's a it's a rumor that I tend to think is very believable. Not now, but in the near future. But when you and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and be devil's advocate here on this. When you have that first slide tackle from the let's let's say uh, who who would be. Martinez yeah. or Chara. Well, you got Chara or uh, Nuhu, who you know who has no conscience. Uh, he doesn't care, and he doesn't care twice on Tuesdays. You know, you come in, you come into his barn, and, and you set off the alarm. He's going to come after you with a baseball bat. I mean, that first <laughs> tackle that you know is going to go after those ankles of Neymar's, and I mean, you may as well just plan it for the time in and around Carnival so he can take that three-week vacation that he always takes. I mean, it's I, I, I look at it as tremendous imagination, a lot of baggage that you have to put up with, but I don't know if the physicality that could be expressed here in Major League Soccer would be something that he would be welcoming when it comes to his current physical status. Yeah, there's a fair criticism, as well as the discipline. Is he going to be a guy like Lionel Messi that's going to come in and want to know everything about his teammates and will be holding the shirt of the guy who just got hurt right after the game? And is he going to have that fire in him to just completely dominate and, and take his team to the top? Or is he going to be someone that's going to be just looking for the spotlight and, and, and just be the man and give you – three, four, five step overs and then maybe not finish in front of goal and maybe be a guy that takes it less seriously than other guys have in the past. Perhaps. I think those are fair criticisms of, of, of Neymar. Uh, but I still think that it would be interesting, exciting. And this is coming from a not, I'm not a Neymar guy. I've never, I've never been the guy that has put him above Ronaldinho like many do. I think Ronaldinho in his prime was, was, was much better, uh, more efficient, more productive um, in in his short amount of time. Obviously, Neymar's had a longer career. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, all in all, I think that it would be interesting. And I don't think it would be a bad thing for the league, but I get the apprehensions. And, and I do believe that you could see a lot of that extra flopping, uh, maybe this interest very quickly if things aren't going his way. I mean, if you're having problems with PSG and fans are booing you at your front door, uh, maybe here you could see something similar. 
No, no, no doubt. Apparently, according to uh, our friend Fabrizio Romano, it is all halal in the Saudi Pro League and Major League Soccer, allegedly, possibly, probably interested in somebody like Neymar uh, to uh, some, some locale that is not known as PSG. Uh, Leagues Cup. And I know that I wanted to, to get into this discussion with you on a couple of different levels. And what we've been having to talk about this morning, is League's Cup good or is League's Cup entertaining? Even though sometimes we do get both. Is it good or is it just an entertaining show? Is it a good show or an entertaining show? Ooh, uh, it's a good question. And it's tough to answer because if you look at the self-destruction that we've seen over the last week in terms of teams just shooting themselves in the foot. And There's the explicit rating. There you go. <laughs> some, some of the own goals, some of the uh, very wishy-washy tactics at times. Uh, yeah, you could say it's been more entertaining, uh, but I think it has the potential to be very good. I think it's uh, to be good. It's been okay. I think in terms of level of soccer, um, if you were to just sit there with a clipboard and a, in a video room and take some notes, you might not have seen the best defending in the planet. And that goes for both sides. That, that goes for Liga MX teams as well as uh, MLS MLS sides. Um, so all in all, even that, that um, Clásico Regio Montano between Monterrey and Tigres, that was a poor Tigres team uh, overall. It, 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 Offensive movements, possession, uh, just plain old tracking. I mean, Monterey could have definitely had that game if they wanted to uh, with a bigger advantage on on, on the goals, uh, but they didn't. So I would say that it's been excellent in terms of entertainment and storylines and headlines and uh, beautiful moments uh, that we could spend an hour discussing in this show. But I think soccer-wise, there is room for improvement. Uh, I, I've, I've heard, or obviously through Felipe Cardenas, that you know there is maybe a thought of uh, bringing in other teams in the future. You know, Don Garber mentioned that maybe there's South American teams that can come in. So I think it has the potential to really grow. Uh, I, I see the level of improvement in terms of soccer from MLS sites as well. So I really do believe that there is room for this soccer level to be good right now it's been okay uh but i've been pleased i've been entertained with with it all i mean if you think about the logistics uh look at the amount of travel that some teams have done uh the amount of injuries that they've had because of so many minutes um i think that there has been a little bit of that diminish soccer play because of those things so there is room to make it better but uh, i see this not going away and i see it getting a lot better over time tato noriega after beating tigres then he found out that they're having to go from houston to la and go play friday night in the rose bowl in front of you know 11 gazillion people tato noriega said this we are very dissatisfied very disappointed very worried we have many players hurt and that a game date has changed with all the kilometers that we have on us. Now we have to go to Los Angeles. It'll be the fifth game, while for the LAFC it will be the third game. A lot of organization is needed. It is necessary to be equitable. I don't want to talk about more. If we advance after Los Angeles, 
I'm sure we will go to the other side of the country, specifically in this tournament. It has been very uneven. And I'm not just talking about Monterrey. I'm talking about all the Mexican teams who have suffered various setbacks as a result of injustice. There is much to improve, and hopefully they will do it because it is not good at all. I would think, or at least I would hope, that Tato Noriega, first and foremost, has that discussion with the higher-ups in charge of Liga MX, who agreed to these conditions in the first place. Yeah, you guys will be in the tournament. All the matches will be played in the United States and Canada. Nothing will be played in Mexico, I imagine, because of customs and machinations and getting in and out of the country and things like that. But I would think that the first thing Noriega has to do is is look to the league office and go, bruh, you know, if this is what you're going to agree to, then, you know, okay, we've got to prepare a little differently, say. And then at the same time, I mean, this is life in Major League Soccer. It might be a little different in Liga MX, but, I mean, you're flying from Seattle to Kansas City for a midweek, and then a weekend you've got to either be home or you're going to the Northeast. I think that it's just something that the the Major League Soccer sides are used to, and Liga MX is getting a bit of that travel wake-up call. Yeah, so there's two different aspects there. Uh, One, the logistics and improvement that need to be made. I mean, we all saw Leon... Uh, stuck in an airport and sleeping on the ground, right? I mean, that that is shameful. That is something that should never happen in any league. So CONCACAF in general needs to do better there. Uh, both Liga MX and Liga ML, ML, and MLS need to really get their stuff together when it comes to putting the correct infrastructure to make this as smooth as possible. Uh, and yes, obviously, MLS teams are more accustomed to it, but I think that just the process overall needs to be better. And, and, and there's no doubt about that. And get these guys from point A to point B in a reasonable time, give them reasonable rest as well. I get that the calendar is so compact, but you really need to figure that out because at the end of the day, these are not show monkeys. These are people and their individuals and professionals and uh, their bodies are their career and, and, and their well-being. Herman um, Bertemare, you saw him get hurt in, in um, Portland. Uh, you've seen so many injuries all around in this um, tournament. So you, you really need to figure that out uh, without a doubt and, and make it better. And the other part is what you just said. And Tato Martino said it uh, in press conference, right? You guys agreed to these terms. You guys knew what this league, this uh, league's cup was about. Everybody knew, and, and so you can't complain now. Complain before. Don't complain after. Once you didn't get the results, once things didn't go your way. Uh, so yeah, it, so so th- there is kind of both sides of that coin. But the conclusion overall is that it's inevitable and undeniable that. This League's Cup needs to be better in terms of travel, logistics, and player care, making sure that these guys are, are healthy and they're not being exposed to even more injuries. Intermessi CF right now is in a situation where they are alive in two tournaments, yet in the league that they're currently playing in, they got a work, they got a lot of work to do. And looking at the standings, 
as things are, and I, I will I will ask you this. I will have you put your 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 general manager's owner's hat on here. If you were in charge of Intermessi CF, here's here's my question. You're two wins away from winning U.S. Open Cup. That would be September 27th. That's the last game that you would be playing if you if you were in the final match of Open Cup. September 27th, you have a resolution to, to that particular thing. You would have a resolution to League's Cup August 19th. We've talked about the schedule compression that Intermessi CF has five matches in 15 days, including Open Cup. They've got four and 11, five and 15 at one point. If you are still, say, you know, right, right now you are 12 points out of a playoff spot, but you have two matches in hand. If you make your hay, if you get things done, and you were to win one or both of those tournaments, meaning League's Cup and Open Cup, would you just be satisfied if you still have all of that work to do in the regular season, knowing that you're going into CONCACAF Champions League or whatever they're calling it now, the new version of CONCACAF Champions League, which is what your owner wants, you could be going in on one or two pieces of merit, do you let Major League Soccer season go by the wayside, have your big three make their appearances, just kind of sit there and wave everybody and go, hi, put in 20 minutes and let everything go? Or do you still chase after that third one if you've already got two in the bank and you know you're going to be playing uh, in uh, CONCACAF activity uh, after September 27th? Yeah, that, that's an interesting discussion. Is one that we've had with a lot of media members on the phone, on, in the, on the training field here. Um, and I'm of the thought process that I don't want the wheels of this bus to come off if I push my luck, if I push the miles and the um, the time that these players are putting on the field. Uh, I don't need damaged goods. And I definitely don't need Messi hurting himself. And I don't need Busquets with a uh, ACL tear or uh, a major strain. Uh, and I don't need Alba hurt either. So because of the calendar, because of how closely these things will happen for Miami and the fact that I think at this point in time, they're also playing with house money in League's Cup. I don't think anybody thought that they were going to be this far in, to be quite frank. And uh, maybe the only people that in their dreams had so many headlines and so many Hollywood moments and, and, and this movie that has been Inter Miami FC, uh, CF in this League's Cup is Jorge Mas and David Beckham and, and, and all that group. But in general, I, I think that they are going to put all their chips into uh, Open Cup, get that title, put it under their belt. That's what they're going to hang their hat on. They're going to get as far as they can in this League's Cup. And perhaps that level of interest and importance has closed in a margin with Open Cup. That was your easy title to get because of the amount of, of um, 
games that you have to get that title. But I think because of the global aspect and all of the attention worldwide that they're getting in this cup, they're going to put it very closely. But that makes MLS an afterthought because you cannot ask from this older group, experienced group, all of the commitment and investment that you put into bringing all these guys to potentially getting hurt. That That is... For me, the most important, you got to protect the precious cargo and the precious cargo are messy and bingo friends. And, and you need to make sure that they're OK. Maybe if you get a couple of games in with some of the younger guys, Farias and Gomez and Gregory coming back and um, uh, Kramaski playing as well. He has if those guys can maybe manage to rescue some games, three or four immediately after MLS resumes, then maybe you start bringing in some of those older guys to, hey, th th maybe there is a little light at the end of the tunnel. We got to try to get there. But I really do believe that MLS play should be and will be an afterthought and will be in the back burner of the objectives of Miami. Because I think that, you know, all of what you're seeing and the probable addition of Luis Suarez who might be might be a high-end AM player. He might be that third DP if they find something to do with Campania. Uh, something in that vein, that that high AM DP-ish kind of a thing. Here's the schedule. The match with my, the the match with Charlotte that's in the regular season has been postponed. That was supposed to be on the 20th. That one got postponed because if you're playing in a final on the 19th, it's kind of counterintuitive to do it again. You've got three matches in eight days. At the end of sept of the end of August, open cup on the twenty third, and that's if you finish. Say you play in the finals of League's Cup. You've got Charlotte. You play the winner of Philadelphia and Cadetero, and on the left hand side of the bracket, it's LAFC Monterey, Nashville, and Minnesota. I think that's manageable. I think that all of those other seven teams. I think that's manageable. Final is on the nineteenth. Then you would play open cup on the twenty third. In Cincinnati, that would get you one win closer to getting into CONCACAF tournament. Then the 26th, it's Red Bull Arena. Then on the 30th, you're home to take on Nashville. Then you get into uh, September, game on the 3rd, once again out in Los Angeles, weeks apart, Miami, here in Atlanta. But then once again, it's three in eight days. It's four in 15. Atlanta in Atlanta, Toronto in Miami. Orlando in Orlando and home to NYC, and that gets you into October. So there are these stretches where I fear schedule compression is going to be more of your concern rather than what the turf looks like and whether or not you're going to see Messi and friends in their entirety playing, you know, 60 minutes or whatever. I think that schedule compression is something to pay attention to here, and that's why I was leaning toward the idea of they're going to throw everything at League's Cup, throw everything – at Open Cup, because by the time September 27th happens, it would be, once again, as a part of that 5-15, and 15, Atlanta hosting Toronto at Orlando, Open Cup final, and then hosting uh, NYC at Drive Pink to get you through September. That's why I think when September's done, they've got three matches left in the regular season. If they're nowhere close, then they're just going to be like, we're cool, we're done. That sellout crowd in Chicago might get frustrated. The sellout crowd in Charlotte on the 21st is going to get frustrated. But I'm leaning toward winning those first two, and then whatever happens, happens. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, we're 
on the same page. You literally went over in detail exactly why I have the concerns that, and, that I have. And you got Argentina in World Cup qualifiers leading into that match in Atlanta. And I think it's two matches, and one of them, I think, is in La Paz. So good luck going to Denver times three and then coming back here to the <laughs> And playing, you know, playing in MLS, I think that legitimately, I think Messi might be a cameo at Mercedes Benz because of international competition. Thank you, Tom. Absolutely, no, and and that's a fantastic point. Uh, all in all, I think we have all come to the conclusion in this fantastic show, and thank you everybody for watching, and 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 my guy John for bringing it up. But that's literally it. It's going to be MLS is going to be an afterthought, and if you think about what Beckham has been trying to do. He's more than happy to sacrifice MLS play if he can get to a final in, in this League's Cup, which is very achievable at this point in time. I mean, they're playing Charlotte, for God's sakes. I mean, they're not they're not playing even the best MLS team left in, in this tournament. So it's very achievable for them to get it to a final, to maybe get a cup, and then you got Open uh, open Cup, which is going to be another great achievement. That's two titles. If they get those two, man, they're, they're going to put that thing on cruise control. Tata might not even show up to these games, and just he's going to be thinking about 2024, and, and it's, it's going to be a different vibe. But, but in reality, this team is going to leave up achievements, and these international achievements – like League's Cup, usually have a, a different feel of immortality or, you know, legendary status, right? It's the first time that this has been done in in this format, so can you be the first one to do it? I mean, it's night and day when it comes to the repercussions that a title can have for this franchise. All right, I'm going to combine this. Because uh, we got a handful of minutes left here with Nico. I want to combine red light, yellow light, green light, compare it to League's Cup, and see in your mind if anyone has been affected one way or the other from their League's Cup play or lack of play. Do you think, with what we've seen from the window closing, finally, players that have been brought in, teams that are still going in League's Cup, or teams that have not made it to where we are here in the final eight of League's Cup, after the window closed, you can still look up free agents. Who Who's a red light, yellow light, green light coming out of the transfer window and here in League's Cup? I'm combining elements here. What do you think? Wow, that's an interesting a, way to put it together. Keep me on my feet. Keep me moving. Broad as hell question to wrap things up. All right, let me be the quarterback here. Just moving my feet, moving my feet. Uh, All right, Gino. So red light might have to be sporting Kansas City just because – what they were uh, unable to really get uh, in the window, they were red hot in MLS. They, they were really becoming a team that was figuring it out, that was getting a lot of results that you could see that was improving. And now uh, you play a tournament where you put a lot of miles on your players, you got away from that rhythm, and then you get bullied by Toluca. So where is that going to put you in terms of that inertia that a tournament like this one can have in your group, in your style of play? Do you start doubting certain things? Uh, so all in all, uh, I believe that Sporting Kansas City has been affected negatively uh, in this one. And so I'm going to put him in the red light category. Okay. If we go yellow, yellow, uh, 
let's go with the the team that's still alive and surprisingly so in Charlotte. Uh, I mean, they're a team that was. I was thinking they're just riding out the rest of the season. Uh, they re- they really didn't do enough to make me excited in the, in the window tra- in the transfer window. Uh, this, the team's still very limited, and you see it in their play. But it all goes back to what we've been saying all the way since February, and and when we started watching this team early in the season, is that when they simplify things, they're at least a team that's going to compete. And they've done that. I mean, look, this Houston game that, that they won, I mean, honestly, it was more Houston losing it than Charlotte winning it. But how did they do it? Simple play. We're just going to play direct. We're going to take advantage of set pieces and be semi-dangerous in those set pieces. We're going to try to hold off. Uh, Kalina has been unbelievable in, in this tournament, whether it's in PKs or just in overall play, has been fantastic. Defensively, they held on. They haven't been immaculate, but they've been very hard to beat at times. Uh, again, Houston could have had this game. I mean, in all general senses, I don't think I've seen a team be as dominant as Houston has in this particular game and then completely just fall apart in this one. I think Dorsey was cutting through them like a knife through Wonder Bread. I mean, their blocks just carrying the ball. I mean, he was just having a good old time, like playing with his kids, just running up the field with the ball. And he's cutting through this uh, uh, Charlotte team, and still they were unable to finish. Nelson had a couple. Karaskidia had one that was very easy to put away. They, they were not clinical, and they made all the mistakes in the back. Uh, that, that own goal is about as bad as it gets. Mm-hmm. No look past your goalkeeper. Um, and then, uh, obviously, Clark also had a, a bad uh Closing on, on on that first goal where he just comes out off his line and is late behind bad decision makes it easy for for Charlotte. So all in all, Charlotte is my yellow light because they've simplified what they're doing. They've been a little bit lucky and fortunate, but that could give you some sort of push into MLS play, making you more confident and, and making you a better team. Okay, so then that leaves green light. Who's green light? Green light is LAFC, man. I mean, there's there's just no doubt about it. There is no doubt about it. Um, did RSL also shoot themselves in the foot? Yeah. Uh, high Playing high lines against this team, allowing Dennis Buanga to just get behind your center backs. Awful, terrible buildup from the back and just making it easy for a team like that is just – basically a formula for disaster. It was the perfect storm in that 4-0 for a very good RSL team that we were all high on, that I was high on. Um, but LAFC, man, just continues to do what they do best and is allowing Buanga to get in positions to put it away. He could be the best finisher in MLS right now, uh, and he's been all season. Uh, he, he just knows how to put it away. Some of the young guys are getting in and getting some real valuable time and getting some uh, confidence and scoring. Uh, uh, all in all, um, Chirundolo has been able to rotate and use the depth of that roster, whether it is with the experienced guys like like, like Cellini or whether it's uh, Murillo getting in there or some of the younger guys. Um, 
they haven't really felt the departure of guys like uh, Master Sifu leaving the team. So all in all, I think this has worked in LAFC's advantage. They get back some of what they lost in CCL, which is some of that self-confidence, some of that uh, inertia, and now they're getting it back. They could probably get pretty far in this one. I mean, they don't have an easy game here coming up, but if they can get out here and beat Monterey, that has been excellent in, in this tournament, then you start to see that this team could go from green to I don't know well, what's above green. There's nothing above green, but they're definitely the green light team for me. Double green. Double green. We'll go double green. All right, what's the latest with uh, before I, I wrap up with uh, news of the morning and get everybody caught up on transfers and stuff? What's the latest with Soccer Bar and Pulse High Sports? All right, Soccer Bar, we will be back on Monday. No show today. Uh, we'll be back on Monday, and we're going to have a, a long, long show in that one to just try to put it all together, talk about the entirety of this League's Cup, what has been the good, what's been the bad, uh, maybe some free agent transfer news that might happen. Uh, we'll see. There's some free agents that could be coming into the league late um, that could be interesting uh, at Soccer Bar on Monday. Uh, and then in Postal Sports, we're going back to training today for the Sounders. Long time off. They have a friendly that's going to happen here within the next couple of days, a friendly that they really need to get them on the right mindset for their game against Atlanta. You're Atlanta mm. coming into Lumen Field here on the 20th. So they're trying to get it right. We'll talk to the coach, talk to a couple of players. So check it out at Pulso Sports. And uh, you get to see uh, you get to see our boy uh, Jason and Mike make the trip out to Seattle. So you get Hey, to well, that's good to know. I'm not sure if Jason gets here a little bit earlier, maybe we can go catch a cold one. There you go. So uh, keep an eye out when they, when they make their way out. So uh, as uh, – uh, as we always do, it is Thursdays with Nico. Nico, my friend, thanks for hanging out with us here on uh, the show, and we will catch up with you again next week where we will continue to discuss things. We'll be that much closer to figuring out who's going to win League's Cup and if we are correct when it comes to Intermessy CF, that they're one step closer to a star, probably two by the time they're done, and then we'll see what happens with the remainder of the MLS season. Be well, my friend. We'll catch up with you next week. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. How ironic would it be that Charlotte beats Inter Miami out of all the teams, oh. <laughs> both Liga MX and MLS, if they lose to Charlotte, man, that's going to be a, a bad, bad ending. But I appreciate you, man. Your show is fantastic. Happy to be here. We'll see you guys next week. You got it. That's Nico Moreno from uh, Pulso Sports and Soccer Bar. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.